you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Well, hi, everybody. It's Melissa. And this is Dane. And we're happy to be back. Yeah. We've had a lot going on. If you've been following along on our podcast, you remember us talking about a roof leak in my office, a ceiling leak. And it came from the kitchen and all of our wood floor was destroyed upstairs. So before leaving for California, when we are having our remodelers in to do our master bathroom and closet and some things in our bedroom, we now got to move everything out of our house into the two guest rooms. And it's a lot of stuff. It's all the dining room stuff and the kitchen stuff and the family room stuff. And we have too much stuff. And the garage. Had to move it into the garage. And our too. and our closet. Yeah. And our bathroom. And we're and tired. our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so we leave tomorrow. We thank in advance Gabe and Amanda who live on the ranch and keep it secure and safe and all the contractors that'll be in and out. A big shout out to our buddy Thomas. He's kind of an amazing young man. Yes, I, I th- agree. I think we sang his praises on the podcast once before when we were talking about all the things we've done to this property since we bought it. But I just got so lucky asking a teller at our new bank, did she know any young kids that were good workers and would want to do some miscellaneous work on the ranch? And they referred me to Thomas, who at 14, sophomore in high school, had a senior in high school driving him around while he ran his business. And if you're a kid in this small town, you want to work for Thomas. And so he has a lot of kids that work for him. And now he's a young man. He's an adult young man eight years later and just doing great. And so when we needed the furniture moved out of the house, finally, into the garage, he and one of his new employees, great guy, came and moved it all in a half an hour just boom 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 just and moved it carefully and well and respectfully and yeah they're strong strong and were you that strong when you were young I was never strong oh you were too (laughs) you still are I set you up for such a nice thing you still are strong boo Anyway, it's been a process, and tomorrow we drive. We drive for two days over to our place in California and taking our dogs with us. That's why we don't fly, and it's, it's been a lot. It's really been a lot, but it's been a good week. Saw a couple movies. I went to the Barbie movie all by myself because I wanted to hit the movie by myself in the middle of the day, and I thought, well, good. The theater won't have anybody in it. That's my introvert speaking, and I got a seat in the back row and thought I'd be the only one in. And it was packed on a Monday at 1 p.m. with a lot of adults because of fathers with their sons. I don't know. I can't explain the crowd, but it was very fun. So a very were, cute you movie. You were seen at the Barbie movie by yourself. Yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I was. But it was so sweet. It brought back a lot of memories. I was a really fortunate kid. My dad was the head of mechanical engineering at Arizona State University, so we weren't poor. We weren't rich, but we weren't poor. And I had the original Barbie, and I had her house and her little pink uh, convertible car and, you know, some stuff, her horse, some stuff like that. And my mom made custom Barbie clothes. Of course, I wanted the store-bought stuff, but now I still have a trunk of, small trunk of all of her handmade 
Barbie clothes that my mom made her that were really cute. So yeah, it was fun. It was just kind of a throwback in time to see that movie and just remember a lot of, of the lighter side of my childhood because as my students know and good close friends know and you know, I did not have an easy family or an easy childhood. A lot of fighting and uh, you know, just the violence in the home that made me a good therapist. But there was some happy moments too, which was right. like that with my mom doing that. So one thing I remember about Barbie is my sister used to chew on her Barbie shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I doubt your sister listens to our podcast, so you're probably okay saying that. And her Barbies were probably always naked too. Naked, you never and, know. Naked yeah. and chewing she, on her shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, how do I say it? Your sister is the opposite of you, who I love. And she is the opposite. So there you go. Well, we did get some family news and we wanted to share that too. And then we'll talk talk a little bit more about what the podcast is supposed to be about. But your son, my stepson, our youngest, Kevin, is married to a beautiful woman, Paula. And she's a hairstylist, has her own salon and just really, really doing well. Does a beautiful job in Houston. If you're looking for somebody in Houston, reach out to us and we'll give you her information because she's really gifted and very, very good. Anyway, they had a beautiful young, turns out bridesmaid, not the bride, fly them to Ireland and put them up in a castle for a week so she could do this bridesmaid's hair. So some people live in an alternate reality. If I'm speaking to somebody that lives in that reality, more power to you. I'm happy for you. Most of us don't have that kind of discretionary money. And I was thrilled for Kevin and Paula to be able to get to Ireland. Just uh, just beautiful. And they had a wonderful, wonderful trip. And they're youngins. And they uh, travel a lot, don't they? they oh, yeah. go yeah, everywhere. all the time. Mexico City and Columbia for friends' weddings and all Montreal. of this kind of stuff. Montreal. Yeah, they travel all the time. Yeah. And love it and get along well and do well. So now they dropped one on us. She, she or he, whose friend is it that's getting it's married? Her friend. her friend, Paula's friend, is getting married in Bali. Yeah, you heard me right, Bali. So they are flying to Bali for this wedding to stay for a week. So I don't know how many people listening to this podcast have been to Bali, but it is the supreme destination location. It is incredibly beautiful, natural beauty from the ocean, from everything. It's it's just beautiful. And the Balinese people are so kind and they're craftsmen and just really beautiful. So we're happy for them. Maybe a little jelly. But yeah. happy for yeah. them yeah. that they're doing that. So we're we're pretty excited that they're getting to do that. So shout out to Kevin and Paula, you lucky dogs. I call him our silver gilded golden boy because <laughs> <laughs> everything goes his way. Absolutely everything. Then a shout out to my son, Cody, your stepson, and our beautiful daughter-in-love, Kathy. They are professional mountain bikers, and they're kind of in their resting phase right now. They just finished a really busy, heavy, good season. And the other day, Kathy's on her mountain bike, and she's a national champion. She knows what she's doing. She's just a supreme mountain biker. And she hit a branch on a tree, and it sent her careening down what she called the Canyon of Impalement. And uh, she ended up at the hospital with a bunch of stitches, and she's on crutches, and 
just just a terrible wreck. And so we love you, Kathy. We know you're probably bored because she's a go-getter. She doesn't sit still a whole lot. And this has grounded her. So she, not in a good way grounded, but sort of grounded like when your mom grounded you when you were naughty. She's grounded. So she can't do much. And supposed to just sort of think about life, I suppose. But we love you, Kathy, and we're very sorry it happened. And we know your skills are beyond compare. So get well. Get well on that. So that's our family news. Yeah. Dogs are good. I'm healthy. You're healthy. We're good. The dogs are acting weird because the house is empty. (laughs) They're thinking we sold the ranch and we're moving somewhere. And they're going to be depressed. But when they hit the beach, they'll be happy. So it'll be good. Well, at Touch by a Horse, we are starting to fill our new January class. We take in 16 students. We already have some of those under contract, but we have spaces left. So if you're interested in partnering with a horse to do really deep process therapeutic gestalt work with clients and the horse is your partner, then let us know because we'd love to have you get an application off our website and, you know, come on in. So we're happy to do that. One of the topics that I was sent to speak about was the word empathy. And so I wanted to spend just a brief few minutes on what empathy is and why it matters and how it might play out in your own life. So empathy, of course, is the old phrase, being able to stand in another person's shoes and see and feel what you would feel if you were walking through their circumstances. So your friend tells you something terrible that happens in their life. Maybe they're going through a really tough time and you're able to have empathy. You're able to feel into their shoes what it might feel like to go through that hard time. And you share that awareness of their feelings and what they're going through in a way that allows it to be all about them and in a way that supports them for all that they're doing. There are some steps to empathy when you break it down and you sort of take it apart a little bit. So people who have empathy are genuinely curious about other people. And that's one of the markers of our EGC coaches for sure is one of the things that leads our process is natural curiosity, a gentle curiosity about others and what makes them tick and how their life is and what's going on. And of course, imagining yourself in their shoes takes being a very attentive listener. And we spend the month of April at TBA, all of my programs do what's called listening workshop for that entire month. They're partnered with another person and they're given a list of questions And one side asks, partner A asks partner B the questions one day. The next day, partner B calls partner A and asks the questions. The point of it, part of it is for the person to answer the questions and take accountability in their own life. But the bigger part is, is the person asking the questions listening to the answer or are they preparing what they're going to ask next? Are they listening to the answer or are they thinking what they want to add? Are they listening to the answer or are they preparing advice? So it it increases their listening ability and deepens it tenfold. And there's a lot more to it, obviously, but on a podcast, that's the trick. And I have tons and tons of listening games that they play in what we call dyads. So two partners, live and in person, do some really sharp listening games. So our practitioners, should you choose to work with one, 
are really incredible listeners. Back in the day with my psychotherapy practice before I started all of this at TBAW, I recognized probably my third year of my practice, which was really strong and, and going well, I recognized and felt a deep sadness that many of my clients were paying me money because I was the one person in their life that listened to them for an hour a week. And I not only listened, I, I did a lot as a therapist, but truly the best therapist out there, they recognize that fact that most people are unseen, unheard. You know, as a culture, we're kind of poor listeners. We're not kind of poor. We are poor listeners. If people who are not trained to listen have lunch together, if it's two men and one man starts to share something that's really troubling him, the other one might say, well, let me, let me buy you another beer on that, bud. You're a good guy. Let's talk about some happy stuff. And that's not uncommon for men or women, but they tend to want to say, well, that's private and that's yours, so you carry it. And oftentimes for friends, and they can be good friends, but you'll start saying something to them and they do what I call hijack it. So you explain to your friend what's going on in your life. Maybe your dog is really sick and you're wondering if you should put him down. And the response your friend gives is, oh, I'm so sorry. We had to put our dog down last year and he was a, and they take the story in rapport, meaning well, and tell you the story of their life that they hope supports you. But the truth is that's not really showing listening. Really showing listening is allowing it to stay on the other person for a few minutes, right? Ask questions about their dog and how they're feeling about their dog. And when they got the dog as a puppy and just extending that branch of friendship and then sharing about our own dog. So we're all guilty of some of these things. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. Rapport is a big part of empathy. And part of that, as we're becoming more aware of the feelings of others, is discovering similarities between ourselves. So both the first person and the second person or a group of people discovering similarities. And I think that's where the horse community is a community like many sports communities where you're united. And in the horse community, if somebody says, oh, you have a horse? Oh, I do too. That is an instant rapport builder. And you begin discussing what well, you have your own property. Do you board them out? How old's your horse? What do you ride? You know, all, do you know this trainer? Do you know that? It becomes a similarity because 
we all love our horses, even though we may have different disciplines in how we are with them. We love them deeply. And so the similarity of that builds a bridge that is not only empathy, but it's rapport building. And rapport building is another big technique. I think probably one of the things that not enough people in our world today are doing is a phase of empathy in which we validate other feelings. So we listen carefully and imagine ourselves in their shoes and with great curiosity and with finding the rapport together, we validate the feeling of the person who's sharing something with us. So if they say, I feel so distraught, then we can hear that and say, that sounds really difficult. Tell me more about it. Just those little words, tell me more about it, are healing in and of themselves. And to listen carefully, if your friend shares about feelings that they're having, if they start every sentence with, I think, I think, I think, I think, even I think I feel, then you might ask them, what are the feelings you have around this? You know, what's going on with you emotionally? What are the feelings you're having around it? Half of the world expresses themselves, I feel, and half of the world expresses themselves, I think. Nothing good or bad or right or wrong about either one. But oftentimes for true empathy to come to your friend, they have to identify not only what they think, but how they feel. And it's so wonderful if those feelings are validated by somebody who cares, somebody that can hear you and somebody that can say, ah, dogs are the best, aren't they? They're God spelled backwards and they are so incredibly loving. And I'm so sad that you're losing your dog. And I see great courage in you being able to make the tough decisions. And I really want to validate your sadness. That means a lot. And it it really elevates you with that friend for a time when you might need that shoulder for yourself. And lastly, in empathy, you share who you are. And as you share who you are, it can be by how you're speaking to them, how you're listening, how you're validating them, just everything around there. So if you're married and your partner does not do these things easily, but you know they love you and they're a good person, when you start doing more of this yourself without telling them a thing about it, they will naturally start, you know, in reciprocity, doing it back for you. So it's not a place to criticize each other. It's a place to expand and grow. Now, there are people in this world without empathy. They lack empathy. And those people follow on the continuum of being narcissistic, sociopathic, or psychopathic. So people that don't have the ability to feel empathy. Narcissists, of course, are highly self-involved. So they can feel their own pain, but they can't feel anybody else's. And an extreme narcissist is a mental illness. Of course, a sociopath is. And the psychopath is very good at pretending they feel empathy. So they become the most charismatic wonderful person you've ever met in your life until they stab you in the back, take all your money, whatever they do. So there's a lot of strength in those of us who have empathy, sharing it with others and really acknowledging it in others as we go along. So that's what I wanted to say about empathy today. And by the way, horses are hugely empathetic. There's a word empathic, that's not empathy. Empathetic is the word we're reaching for. And horses do feel empathy for 
each other. I've seen horses when one horse in the barn dies, the other horse is feeling strong empathy uh, for each other and, and the loss of that friend, for instance. So they do feel empathy and they're great shoulders to cry on as well. Well, we want to thank Hope Through Horses for helping us, you know, sponsor this podcast. And the next time we record, we will be in California at our place there. I'm going to do some really good interviews in August and get ahead a little bit. We come back in September and you'll be hearing us yap about Summit because everything's about our annual convention, which we're very excited about. A lot of store supplies are coming in and new things and all of that. After our summit, those things are made available to the public and you guys might want to take a look at it. Thank you all for being who you are. And I appreciate all of you listening and passing our podcast on to others. If you'd like to reach me personally, it's M-E-L-I-S-A at touchedbyahorse.com. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. I love you. I love you too. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.